Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. Marry your market. We've all heard it, but boy, it's the truth. I mean, if you find the market that you want to be in, marry it. Now your guides through the media morphosis. Noted communications second generation broadcaster and media strategist, David Martin, and author of the book Brand With, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. Miami Radio's Paul Castronovo is Florida. He co-hosted the Paul and Young Ron Show in South Florida for almost three decades on stations including WSHE, 94.9 Zeta, and most recently Big 105.9. Then one day, Young Ron decided to retire and the radio empire became the Paul Castronovo Show. Still the same lunacy, but with a brand new crew backing them up. While Paul was born in Brooklyn, he's a U of Florida grad, a rabid Gator fan, and you'll most likely find him fishing on weekends. He's also the president of Castronovo Vineyards. A husband, a dad, a family guy, an Italian guy, he likes the camaraderie the combination brings to radio. He's here to tell us all about it. Brand with On Demand is proud to welcome Paul Castronovo. So, Paul, when did you first know that radio was going to be your thing? I think I was forced into it. <laughs> I went driving down, driving to school every day. Uh, I used to listen to WSHE, and I would hear the the announcers in the seventies, and they were like always the really cool big voice guys, you know, WSHE, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, She Quad One Hundred Three, and they had those cool voices. So, with the day I walked into the studios of WSHE for the first time, I was like, "Wow, here I am!" And then. It, the reality is it was in a trailer. So many of us have these images of what our radio stations that we listen to are, these golden palaces. And boy, back in those days, they were dumps. That's absolutely <laughs> true. I didn't know that day I was going to be in radio because I, I was going to go to law school and be a lawyer. Um, and then when I got to the University of Florida, uh, I, I met a guy who lived upstairs from me. And his name was Rich Fields. And his name is still Rich Fields. Rich went on to become the announcer on The Price is Right. We started talking, and he's like, dude, you should get into radio. And I'm like, let me see the radio station. And once I walked into the radio station and the journalism school at UF, and I saw the TV cameras and everything else. So I ended up at the TV station, uh, WUFT, which is on campus, but it's a, a legit TV station. And uh, they said, oh, you want to be a TV guy? So, all right, here's your camera crew uh, and your camera. They go out and shoot news stories and, and bring them back. Well, I was out shooting comedy pieces like John Stewart used to do for The Daily Show and these goofy comedy pieces. And it, no matter what, the piece featured me. And he was like, no, these are funny, but that's not, we're a news station. You don't get it. Follow me. Get in the elevator. We go to the top floor and he drops me off at the studios of WRUF FM, the rock station in Gaysville and said to the program director, I think I got one for you. <laughs> mm, and that's, that's great. The God truth. I started doing radio at that point. Well, you know, the industry's full of people who wish they had your longevity and ability to stay in one market as long as you've been in Miami. For somebody who'd like to do the same, what advice would you give them, Paul? The advice I got from someone, it might have been in college, I don't know where it came from, but it was that whole marry your market. Uh, I don't know, we've all heard it, but boy, it's the truth. I mean, if you find the market that you want to be in, marry it and host every event, be everywhere, do everything. I recently worked with some folks, uh, you know, the first things out of their mouth were, hey, where's my talent fee and when do I get a car deal? And I was thinking to myself, my, how things have changed from the days where I would sneak into the radio station at midnight just to record stuff. Uh, It's a different animal. And it wasn't about, you know, you get paid eventually. 
But it wasn't about that in the beginning. It was just the love of being on the radio and doing cool stuff. So the money will come, but find the market and, and do everything. Once you get that gig, do everything. Uh, you can stick around. So working at a number of different stations, you've had different GMs, PDs, even owners. What do you look for when you're hiring a new boss? In other words, what do you consider to be a good GM or a smart PD? I hate to say this, but I've had maybe 35 program directors. I, I try to get close to all of them. I think that's really important. I try to befriend them. But more importantly, befriend the market manager or the general manager. I, I really believe that because every two to three years, it seems that my career has been this. Every two to three years, there's a new program director in my life. Mm-hmm. General managers, they seem to last a lot longer. And it's an uncomfortable... I mean, listen, I'm sure program directors will tell you that they move around a lot because the general manager is not getting fired. The station's not doing well. Right. The program director will be the first one to go. So I have a talent-friendly program director now, and I haven't had them in the past. And guys, creative people are the best. I mean, Greg Steele, who went on to run the Sirius Rock Radio Network, uh, to Troy Hansen, who's he's running Cumulus uh, Rock Radio right now. So I've had some really people that who really get it, and I've also had plenty that oh my god, nightmare program directors that I actually had a couple of, that I fired. I mean, through uh, many many conversations I had over the years. Hey, this guy's not good for what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I've been here thirty years. You got to trust me on this one. <laughs> yeah, clearly. And I've had managers that bought into what I was saying. So for someone just starting out as a program director, what are some things you'd rather they not do for a talent of your stature and experience? Yeah, that's pretty good. I had a program director who used to hotline me during the show and, uh, hey, why don't you try this? Why why don't you try that? Or what are you doing now? And, hey, that wasn't funny. And I I say this, leave them alone until the show's over. Mm -hmm. And then have your post-show meeting. And, and don't make them go too long, 15 minutes. Don't drive people crazy with meetings and air checks. And try not to be negative, you know, understand where these guys are coming from. I've been doing talk radio for the last 20-something years on rock radio stations. So if I screw up, it's because I'm talking four hours a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, there will be times where we screw up, but you have to nurture a little bit. Don't forget, we're passionate people who really care about what we're doing. And we, most of us know what we're doing. But you should be like a manager of a baseball team. Help us make decisions, give us the tools that we need, and encourage. Well, Paul, you uh, went through a major transition when young Ron called it quits. How did you regroup and recast the show? I mean, what changed behind the scenes? Well, we had a major failure uh, in that. When it first happened, you know, we went around, and to be honest with you, they didn't do a lot of searches. The company was like, we've got somebody for you. And we met and we're like, huh, she's pretty damn cool and seems to check all the boxes of what we're looking for. Ron and I were two old white guys in a market with 70% Hispanic and 20% urban Miami. It's really Mm -hmm. difficult being on a classic rock station. You really got to find those Anglo type people. We do another 55, 58-year-old white guy or what can we do to make the show and cast it a little bit differently? So we went with young female, but we also hired another guy who as a sports guy but sort of a third wheel but it, it didn't work and unfortunately i think the male male dynamic was missing uh it just i went from being with a guy that i've been in the room with for 27 years to being in a room with a couple of inexperienced people and it was tough and we went through some really really difficult growing pains and i felt as if i was on an island and 
the audience wasn't responding. You know, I kept saying, I need a wingman in there. Well, it really, it got ugly. And, you know, we were like, hey, what are we going to do? Fast forward, one of my friends who I trained, who'd worked for me for 17 years, but had left and was now competing with me, gave me a text one day saying, hey, my deal's up. You guys got any room on the show? And that changed everything. And that was Toast. And uh, his name is Greg Lamega, but I nicknamed him Toast mm. back in 1996. I don't know why. In the old days, we had to name all our goofy interns something. This guy was available, and we immediately hired him. We made our changes behind the scenes, and he sat out a six-month non-compete. We also got rid of the other person that was there and hired a girl who had been working for me behind the scenes. She was our web girl, but had been uh, she produced the Kevin and Virginia show in West Palm Beach and had been with me for five years doing our web and fill-in whenever anybody wasn't around. And I kept saying to people, this girl, she's a diamond in the rough. She's brilliant. She's funny. She's interesting. She's a girl that can hang with the boys. She loves sports. And that's Heather Nelson. And we brought her in. And when, when Toast and Compete was up, boy, I tell you what, it was, uh, we're having more fun on the radio than I've had in ages. And I've got people that are interested and excited about being there. And believe it or not, go figure, the audience is responding. Mm-hmm. So if chemistry is not something to mess with, if you have it, ride it you know i was really ron wanted to go i was like you know, i'm all like i can do this i'm paul castrovo but the reality is it ain't as easy as it sounds yeah so paul being part of the iheart family obviously the company puts a high premium on all things online has the arrival of all this online distribution changed your workday and if so how i'm trying to find hours in a day I love that the company's encouraging us all to do podcasts, but anybody who does what I do knows I put in 16 hours a day doing a morning show, it seems. And in my opinion, I think you really have to be prepared to do a good podcast that's going to get any traction. And I wouldn't want to half-ass one. I mean, look, Tom Bernard's podcasts are fantastic. I'm talking about radio guys that do a mm-hmm. podcast, but do what a Joe Rogan does. You need staff and you need people to roll up their sleeves and really work behind the scenes just to work on that. We don't have that kind of manpower, but I will say that a couple of the people on my show are doing podcasts once a week. I have a couple of ideas for a podcast, just trying to find that time. We do a lot of stuff like the show after the show every now and then where we'll stay on the air after 10 and then we'll do a 20 minute segment. And it's like we give those guys a little something extra and they love it. Again, I still torn because we're getting paid to get ratings, PPM ratings. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, Hey, let's get this podcast going. So then let's do Facebook Live all the time. And we're tweeting throughout the show and Instagram as much, but we're getting better at it. We can all learn something from Paul Castronovo. We thank him for being here. Somebody you'd like to hear from? Well, we'd love to hear from you. Just email us, show at brandwithondemand.com. Your suggested guests can join great guests like CMA Award winner Cadillac Jack from Kicks 101.5 Atlanta. LaDonna Harvey from Kogo, San Diego, Fred Jacobs of Jacobs Media, and so many others. When you click previous episodes, check them out at brandwithondemand.com. Now available on Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, and for you trendsetting tech setters, just tell your smart speaker to play Brand With On Demand podcast. Coming up, Paul shares some things he knows now that he really wishes he'd known way back then. Bradwood On Demand. Rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. 
What is it that makes Music Master the favorite choice of radio programmers all around the world? Ask CKRM's Colin Lovequist. Music Master has just eased the workload and the stress, giving me more time to spend with the community. The real question is why will you choose Music Master? Find out at musicmaster.com. The stuff we know now, we wish we'd known then. Brand with On Demand. We are with Paul Castronovo, a big 105.9 Miami. Paul, what's one thing that you know now that you really wish you knew back when you first started in radio? That Steve Jobs was going to invent Apple. There you go. <laughs> and that I had the stock. <laughs> well, what's the one thing I would have uh, I would have liked to have known? Yeah. You know, I, I really always thought in my career that I, I, I wanted to go to LA and, and, but Mark and Brian were one step ahead of me. They, they had a couple of years on me. So, that, you know, we all, there's certain guys out there that do what we do. Howard had New York, Mark and Brian had LA and, you know, I, being a fisherman and a surfer and a diver all these years, really loved the market that I was in. So I probably would have stopped playing music sooner because I believe that's when our ratings began to go up because it just took me a while to get on board with that. Kid Craddock was one of my mentors. And I remember kids saying it years ago, you guys got to stop playing the music because pretty soon the music's going to be on everybody's phones. We were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and uh, just having that knowledge, probably a couple of years behind slowing down playing the music on the show and making ourselves the star. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think I said it earlier when I said, marry your market. I mean, that's yeah, probably the most important thing. You know, a lot of times... I know radio guys look at their resume and it's two years here, two years here, two years here, two years here. Well, that doesn't do you any good by the time you're 35 years old and you're in a market and no one knows who the heck you are. And let me tell you, it's a lot different out there doing club gigs when you're 40 than it is when you're in your 20s and 30s. If you're young enough to find the right market, and that's crucial, get to that market because don't think at 50 you're going to want to move to the market of your dreams and start over because no one's going to allow that. You need to get in early and do everything it takes to become a market leader, do the bar gigs, do the charity. I, I found that doing charity events and hosting, I hosted everything. You need an MC, it's me. And I will tell you this also, that I have slowed down in the last 10 years doing everything. Not that I've earned that, it's just only so much you can do. And you get a little older and you get tired. So do it while you're young. You pay those dividends and those dividends will then pay you back tenfold. Yeah, great advice. Our thanks to Paul Castronovo. Lots of great videos of Paul, his contact info, and a vintage sample of The Paul and Young Ron Show are all available at brandwithondemand.com. As always, thanks to executive producer Cindy Huber for making all of this come together. That's a wrap, Kipper. Sales included by design. Well, you'll want to think about it. It's in the show notes and one-minute martinizing this week. You'll find it at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your bandwidth be wide. Reuse or redistribution of brand with on demand without the express written consent of the producers is greatly appreciated. While you're at it, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us in the iTunes store or wherever you get your podcast. Your feedback helps others discover Brandwith On Demand. Not your average quarter hour. Dave Martin and Kipper McGee. Brandwith On Demand.